tonight's episode of the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish is brought to you by Z Apollo Photography. Visit zapollophotography.com for all your photography needs. got those Ole Anderson sideburns. All right, congratulations. You've still got the strap. You are still the man. Now, thank you so much, Tony. You know, this reminds me about a conversation that we had earlier in the day, a conversation where it was you yourself when you asked me, Kenny, for someone as decorated as you in professional wrestling, how do you stay motivated? How is it that you get up every day out of bed and find that next goal that you want to attack? To find that next plan? I, I didn't ask you anything today. Well, I will tell you, Tony, that today I woke up feeling like a king because it was upon further reflection that I realized not only had I defeated the toughest guy in AEW. Not only had I defeated the greatest high flyer in AEW, not only had I defeated the greatest charismatic 
merch selling act in AEW. Not only had I defeated the greatest athlete not named Kenny Omega in AEW, I had also defeated the most promising up-and-coming star in AEW, known as Jungle Boy, and that was last week. So it pains me to say that unfortunately with no one left amongst the ranks in AEW that I'll have to take a little bit of chunk of time off. But hey, it's okay. I've still got belts with other promotions. You'll still be able to catch me all around the world defending championships somewhere. So my work here is far. Uh-oh. Seems like Kenny forgot a few competitors here in AEW. There's some of them. They're the top Kenny! five exists for a reason. Kenny! Kenny! It's Evil Uno! And the Dark Order with him! Did I hear you say that you have no challengers? <laughs> That's right. I said it. Well! Evil Uno thinks differently. You think differently, huh? <laughs> Wait, good, good, let, let me get this straight. Are you you going to send five after me now? <laughs> A guy like five, he wouldn't even last two minutes in the ring with me. He lasted ten about so a year ago. So why don't you and your little video game playing twerps turn around, walk back through that tunnel. You're not even close to being ranked to face me for the championship belt. You know, you're right. None of us have enough singles wins to go for the AEW World Championship, but I think you know someone who does. We sure do. I think you know someone that we have befriended, someone that you used to be very good friends with. The number one ranked single competitor in all elite wrestling. Listen to him chant that name. Hey. If you actually are talking about the same person that I think you're talking about, I don't think he would appreciate you speaking on behalf of him. Also, if you're talking about the same person that I think you're talking about, I don't think he has the guts to face Kenny Omega. If you're talking about the same person that I think you're talking about, that person doesn't even himself think that he has the right to hold up this belt and call himself a champion. So unless you've got something else to say, unless you've got some other trick up your sleeve, this is where I must bid you adieu. So Dark Order, this is where I say goodbye. And good night. Still on that. Uh oh. Wow.
Dark Order. Lobbing a bombshell at the AEW World Champion. Well, coming up next, the TNT Championship will be gone live as Miro faces the challenge of Brian Pillman Jr. Strange. Careful, my God. He's on the other side of the guardrail. Look how far away they are. Look at the difference. What a camera angle. What's he going to do? Great job. Super Sammy. Oh, all the way across. Super Sammy going Super Saiyan over the barricade and taking out MJF. Halfway across the arena. They're surrounded by steel and concrete and fans. Look at that. Across the arena. This impact. The boom. Oh, my gosh. Went right for MJF's head and found it. That was absolutely incredible as the crowd was chanting AEW and think that well should be. Yeah, this is what AEW is all about, Chris Jericho. Absolutely, look at these guys. Putting on one of the best matches of the year. It's from one of the best crowds of the year. And referee Bryce Remsburg delivering the 10 count to both men on the outside. They're just nothing like seeing AEW live. When you get the chance, wherever you are, by Shilpio Jonas. I hope so, because we're coming back on the road, and Sammy Guevara's coming back on MJF right here. He's dragging He's his mercy. Dragging MJF back into the ring, and Guevara, the window of opportunity is wide open for the Spanish God. Sammy's feeling the effects as well. You know it took a lot out of him, but what's he going to do? Take another chance. Oh, man, and Lurie straddling the top turnbuckle. MJF is up and Sammy is down. I've never seen a good happy landing on that move, ever. It's, it's impossible, that's why. That is a steel connecting post right there. What is MJF gonna do now? Both of these men pulling every stop out. A sheer desperation move by MJF. Pile driver! But, oh no. No, I think we're breaking his neck. Pile driver for the Oh no, 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 no! Oh, oh, no! Tombstone no! pile driver! No! MJF no! covers! Sammy couldn't get the, 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 the finish, I'm trying to say. I, he hurt his knee. He got one arm on the pin. I can't believe what we just saw. You're right. That took a lot out of both men. Yeah, take a look at this. Oh Watch this replay. Immediately, MJF comes up clutching that right. knee. Yeah, and MJF's knee, Sammy's neck. He couldn't go for the cover right away. Yeah. That was MJF. only He could only use one arm to, to hook that leg, Jim. Yeah, bad break for MJF. Yeah, he's really hurt. You know, a lot of times he'll feign an injury because he's a low-life scum. But he's really hurt here, guys. I can't see any feigning from that. That was absolutely no, brutal. I have never seen that move in the United States, and if I have, it's been a long time. Yeah, this is real, man. He's in bad shape. Listen Good. to the crowd. Oh, MJF can't even pull himself yeah. up to his feet. Yeah, man. A physical war that we have witnessed is something we'll be talking about for a long time, and we still don't have anything settled. Nothing settled in the first ever meeting between these two men. This is after months of MJF needling Sammy, causing him to quit the inner circle. And then, of course, Sammy finding the footage of MJF trying to turn on the inner circle, which led to the formation of the pinnacle. All of those stories, all of those moments coming to fruition here in this match tonight. Sammy was always the one that never trusted Oh, never trusted him. Neither, neither can stand here now. Yeah, that's right. I had to sit by and watch one of my best friends in the business leave because of MJF. And now I'm sitting by watching one of my best friends in the business fight for his life to try and beat MJF in front of this crowd. Come on, Sammy! This is an incredible back and forth war between MJF 
And Sammy Guevara. Oh, Guevara! Guevara! Too low! Inside cradle got close. Manny lured him in. What a move. What a move. What a match. Sammy was thinking ahead. What's left, Excalibur? What's left for these two? MJF has the advantage, but he cannot capitalize. That tombstone pile driver. Oh. Off the and that's that's what he has to do. He has to chop Guevara down yeah. and keep him on the mat. And look at Sammy's arm is kind of hanging there too, Tony. Not to interrupt you. Yeah, no, it's, that's, that's fine. It's sound strategy to get Guevara off his feet as well. And if MJF may be thinking the heat seeker, that pendulum pile driver. Oh! Right oh, back on, on the, the knee! Right on the knee, you're right! Great counter by Guevara. Shoulder to the midsection. Guevara goes over the top. Sunset flip. MJF. Down. Sammy Guevara. One, two, no. You guys notice how the fans are standing everywhere. Absolutely. Great, great point. They're captivated. They've mostly invested in this contest. And it's all around the arena, Tony. You're right. Look at this. Guevara. He's reaching. Yeah. Cover him, Sammy. You got to cover him. One. You got him, two. Oh, he's in the no. ropes. In the ropes. Oh, bad break there. He connected with what he needed, but in the wrong portion of just, the ring. Just by the grace of God, he puts his foot on that rope and breaks the count. I'm not sure if MJF actually got his foot on the rope, or Sammy might have been a little overzealous with the cover. But whatever it was, an extremely yeah. lucky break for MJF. It was the momentum is what it was in both men. It's the combination of the two as Sammy goes to the top rope again. Sammy could be thinking 6.30 cents on. Do it, kid. He's got so many moves in his arsenal, but the 6.30 is what pins Sean Spears to win the stadium stampede for the inner circle. Just I don't know, Chris. Big risk here, man. And Jeff is up. He's begging him off. He's begging it. Look at him. He's begging. You're right. He's begging. What a coward. What a piece of trash. Sammy Guevara. Hit it. Oh, my God. 6.30 cents He's tougher than a two-dollar steak. No doubt about that, but he is. Sammy's got to be thinking, I just, what the hell do I have to do now? Both of them, oh, look at oh, this. Come I on, knew this come was going to happen. I'm going to stop this before it even starts. Please, go get him. Jericho leaving the broadcast position. Wait oh, a minute, look, Wardlow right behind him. Wardlow right behind him. Where the hell did he come from? Wardlow assaulted Jericho from behind. The big monster from Pittsburgh. It's the, oh! The ribs of Jericho. Onto the steel barricade. Oh, he's got the chair. He's the chairman. Jericho's face. He's getting choked out here. He's got the attention of Bryce Rensburg. Wardlow. He's got the attention of Wardlow. Throwing Jericho off the stage. Here at Daly's place. Oh, my God, no. Sammy tried to get his hands up, but to no avail. And the referee didn't see a damn thing. He was out doing his job. You can't call it what you don't see. Well, Jericho's hurt, Manny. Jericho, I mean, he still has a dislocated elbow, but now MJF covers. Oh, no, 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 no. Hell no. No winner of this match. MJF. Uh, boys, we saw something here tonight, didn't we? Uh, this one didn't end like I thought it might. Wardlow a difference maker.
Spears a difference maker, and MJF is the winner. MJF escaping this match with a victory by the skin of his teeth. Well, the Pinnacle had the plan, didn't they? Wardlow was Wardlow had to be right behind this. Yeah. How, how long was Wardlow there? Good God, it's chaotic here. Fans standing. People need to be helped out. Sammy, what a match. MJF, this this match lived up to the expectations. It exceeded the expectations. Another great night in Jacksonville at Daly's place. Well, we're never going to forget the match that ended our run here, are we? We're never going to forget the night. Not going to forget the night as MJF victorious here in our main event on AEW Dynamite. We may not like MJF, but we have to admit he's a tough son of a bitch.
Hello everyone and welcome to the WWE Wednesday Night Skirmish. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host, he's back, he's the doctor, he's possibly evil dose, but more importantly, he's the foreign object. Dr. Jeff Lehman. JT, you are not JR. This is not the WWE skirmish. This is the oh. PWP skirmish. Oh, oh shit. My bad. I, I totally forgot. I thought it was. Damn, you're right. It is the PWC Wednesday night skirmish on the Rational Rage Network. My bad. I thought we were on the uh, USA Network for a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, no. People get fired here. It's not like AEW. Oh, wow. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you know what I mean? See. Well, tonight it is. So tonight, um, you know, we, we got to celebrate Cody's birthday with him and Brandy and his baby and all of his friends. That was happy, let me just say, happy birthday, Mr. Cody Rhodes. We admire you. We love you. We, we're all for Cody in every way. Happy birthday, my friend. We love you. Yes, happy birthday. <laughs> What is he, 36 now? 37? Oh, I thought he was 22. That's what he told me. Not 18 in life? Well, I mean, the way he is with Brandy, you'd think he'd be 18 and, you know, I mean, geez, there's a lot of puppy love going on over there. I'm sure he's a very happy man for a lot of reasons. I'm sure he is, no doubt about it. So, happy birthday once again, Cody. You're our hero. Listen, he's winning He's winning the life. He started out with a... With, you know, a, a bunch of legs up on most people, but hey, he's winning. Hey, what are you Good talking about, Jeff? Jeff, he was the son of a plumber, man. What leg up on him? Grandson of Oh, my bad. Grandson of a plumber, but the son of a millionaire. Yes, multi-millionaire. Multi-millionaire. Now, now, it's true that his half-brother tried to flush him down the toilet routinely. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to give him a job and put him oh, on the road. Oh, man. Yeah. So well, speaking of multi-millionaires, we start AEW tonight with Judas playing and Jericho meandering around through the crowd. Everyone's singing, everyone's being raucous, having a good time. Uh, speaking and, of heroes. Yeah, speaking of heroes. And he comes to commentary and yells that he's back. And I didn't know that he'd been missing. <laughs> not from the I show, did. not from commentary. Neither did I. <laughs> what was I missing? Like, where did he go? Did he go to the moon? Did he go to Mars? I mean... Where do you go? I don't know. Maybe it's just in your mind, in your mind, in your mind, in your mind. <laughs> Maybe it is, in, it is just in my mind, in my mind, in my mind. I mean, yeah. wherever he went, I like it. Welcome back, Chris. Yeah, welcome back, Chris. Good to, good to see you on, on commentary. Good to hear on commentary. Listen, anything that has Excalibur speaking less is a good thing. <laughs> and anything where Taz is a face on commentary is supposed to be a heel as a manager is confusing. So yep. it, it, this was fine. Uh, and it, you know, it played a role later and, and that was actually executed pretty well. <laughs> so our opening match, Penta and Kingston reunited with Penta's interpreter, Alexandra, whatever, Alexandra. <laughs> Alexandra. Well, uh, actually, can I ask you, Jeff, quickly, wasn't this guy supposed to be fired? Uh, well, no, he was, he was, in the vicinity and possibly participating in something that got somebody less important than him fired. Now, I don't oh. really know why he's that important um, because Penta clearly doesn't need an interpreter, at least in my mind, he doesn't. He makes himself very clear, English or otherwise. Very clear. Um, yeah. 
my understanding is this is a personal friend in Penta. So, you know, I mean, the color gets a job and Nakazawa <laughs> has a job and Marcus Sun has a job and Vicky Guerrero has a job. And Good point. You know, I mean, well, hey, this, why right. Why not? Though, I mean, it is sort of a heel gimmick and I don't really know what purpose he's serving there. I mean, if anything, I mean, you could sort of hot shot him next to Andrade. Not that he needs it either, but... Maybe. Hey, that would be great. Why not have Penta be the mouthpiece for Andrade? Tell and me that wouldn't work. And then the, <laughs> the interpreter use sign language instead of English? Yes. So instead of him doing Spanglish like he always does, he's literally, he's doing the, the sign language. I'm all but for it. Should, but he should do sign language in like, in a North Korean dialect. <laughs> so that nobody knows what's going on i would like i mean hey it works if it works for them it works for me and i'm sure it works for you jeff well that would work for me because confusion works for me so that's good so there you go so as we know penta and kingston are reunited as best friends again after they had a little the new best friends yeah the, the, the new and improved best friends the new and improved best friends definitely all we need now is a hug in the middle of the ring while the hard camera pans back. Listen, all you need to know is a few short <laughs> words. Dile muerte y después. Oh, si. Okay, <laughs> that's go. all I know. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not true, but, but, but me caprende. Okay, good. Excellent. So <laughs> they're going to get a match against the Young Bucks. And if they win, they're going to get a, a title opportunity, which as it turns out would make them the number one contender, which turns out would give them a title match next week oops we spoiled it they oh, won oh, oops exactly um, <laughs> but because them winning really wasn't a surprise you know because it wasn't a title opportunity in the future because the guy in the face always loses in those cases with AEW. um but not when they're trying to get their ratings back after four horrendous weeks in, in three and friday <laughs> and, and one on saturday where only saturday was halfway decent um yeah, it was actually true yeah so the bucks come out with with Cutler. Okay, now the Bucks are getting more ridiculous looking. So last week I mentioned that, that Nick, his hair was sort of getting blondish. It is now straight out rust. It's yeah. just plain out rust. Straight up rust. I mean, I don't know what the hell is going on here. And tell me if I've missed anything here, Jeff, but um, what is going on with these guys? I mean, why every week is, in particular, the elite bullet club, whatever you want to call them, the goof club, they're getting goofier by the friggin' week, dude. <laughs> well, let me explain. Let, let me give you first a normal explanation, then let me give you a, a Jeff explanation. The normal explanation sounds, is... Sounds perfect. They don't actually realize that they are naturally unlikable and don't need to do another thing other True. than be themselves to be heels. So they're trying to be like what they think 80s heels should be. Ugh, um, right. Heels. Now, what it looks like is between Nick's handlebar mustache and Matt's porn stash, it looks like if Al Snow said, listen, boys, you're my sons. Each of you is half of me, but you're my next generation. And we're going to be 1980s job squad, porno Al Snow, handlebar mustache, tag team of the year. Or is it possible, since you bring up Al Snow, are they the new, new rockers? Yeah, they could be the new, new rockers, sure. So, so, so we're cool with calling them the new, new rockers, as, and Al Snow is their manager. And father. Or, or N squared R. Hey, that works. N squared R. New, new rockers. Yeah, like the hybrid <laughs> two. You don't want to be too redundant. Right. You already have two pages and two cages. <laughs> I, I could have sworn there was at least another five pages. 
Yeah, and, and I love the fact that they couldn't find anyone else to give a match for Jungle Boy later on so they could have two Jackson in the ring at the same time. That is brilliant. That is... <laughs> I mean, and, and Helico clearly wasn't available. <laughs> Where was Angelico? I mean... Or The Blade, or Mark Quinn, or Isaiah Cassidy. No, all best friends. Well, the original best friends. I mean, what happened to them? What what happened to everybody's favorite alien, Chris Statlander? Well, they're not they're not fighting Jungle Boy. I'm just saying that somebody to face Jungle Boy that wasn't also named Jack. Well, but that's true. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves now. So, yeah, if you, ha- if you didn't see the Bucks, do yourself a favor and take a look at some still shots because... We're not really exaggerating. We're talking about like a like a sea level '80s glam band, like <laughs> porn kind of look going on. So it's a box match. There was a lot of tandem double teaming by the Bucks. At some point, Nick was uh, sort of mocking Randy Savage, and oh, I think Jr. Shivani said, "Hey, Nick Jackson, better be careful mocking Randy Savage." And then Taz said, <laughs> "Lanny Poff was going to come out here and knock them both out." And as everyone. Yep. As everybody knows, Lanny Poffo is a, is a dear, close, personal friend of La Sicaria. <laughs> not mine, hers, not mine. He doesn't really, doesn't, doesn't really pay me no heed. But so, um, so a little shout out to uh, a friend of the family there. Um, <laughs> I, I'd also like to point Ugh. out that the Penta's Joker paint, face paint sucks. His old face paint was awesome. I mean, like among the greatest face paint of all time. His original face paint and colorway is awesome compared to this. And I just want to say, has he like lost his tights anyway? I mean, why is he wearing the Joker ones week in, week out since Double or Nothing? I don't know. It would have made sense if he knew that he was going to be 21, like he was going to be the Joker. True. Uh, Nothing since has made sense. Nothing. Maybe he just got a, a subscription to HBO Max. Maybe it comes with being an employee of the TNT Warner Brothers family, and he's been binge watching <laughs> Batman: The Animated Cities, the series Maybe. for Harley Quinn. Or... Maybe Smallville, even though that's uh, Superman. Well, yeah, well, Joker's not in Smallville, is he? That's, I that's know, I know, movie. I know. I don't even know why I said it, and I realized the halfway through, I'm like, hang on a minute, that's not Batman. So forget me saying that. But no, they're going to take away your nerd card, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, fuck. If I'm not a nerd anymore, I'm not a nerd. I'm sorry. But anyway, first of all, like I said, Penta, go and get some new gear. Find your old shit again. Because right now you're just a Penta El Joker. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Jesus. And like you said, is he missing something? Didn't he used to have the skeleton sort of part? That's what makes him skeleton. Right. And that's what makes him look weird right now. Without that... He almost looks different. He does look different, and it's affecting everything with the new outfit and whatever. And I mean, like he's he's also a, a lean guy, and I don't know, like it he's leaned out. Before. He's actually leaned out more than than usual. I've, I've got to say, what's going on there in the Starship Enterprise? It's not me. It's not you. No, it's actually not me, and it's my other half, who's who's oh. not actually here right now. I should kill well, her for that one, but anyway. I- how could it? She's not there, but it's her. Is there a ghost? <laughs> she left her telephone in, in here, and and you know what? Continue on while I go and fix that little problema. All right, I'll talk Miss a little Cousy, bit. About Miss Cousy, Miss Cousy. Yes, he's he's scuzzy. It's great. <laughs> um, so we had a corkscrew code red, which was actually uh, really well executed by Penta. Uh, looked like he got a three count, but it was only a two. Uh, there were a bunch of low blows from the Bucks that Rick Knox seemingly ignored. Jericho's yelling that 
Rick Knox must be on the take. He must be on their payroll, which, I mean, it was sort of looking that way. And it sort of led me to believe they were doing a Danny Davis, Nick Patrick kind of angle, um, you know, which they're doing a little bit in MLW with uh, Tim Donaghy. Um, but it didn't seem to end that way. I don't know if that's going to play out in the future or not. And I really wouldn't mind it. I, I, I think it's funny when there's a, a ref on the take, but hmm. we already spoiled the ending by telling you the face is one. So clearly he wasn't that much on the take. Anyway, right around this time, the good brothers arrive and Jericho yells that they were fired from the other place. And I was like, uh, huh? I had to double check this with, with our source, the professor. And he confirmed, uh-huh. no, in storyline and in reality, Don Callis doesn't work for Impact anymore. Now, he's, he's still doing appearances there and getting paid, no doubt, by t- Tony Khan. But he's not on the contract with Impact and in storyline. He was fired. The good brothers weren't. Uh, the Good Brothers are making a big deal of them working New Japan strong and things like that. Right, that's true. Um, so I don't know what the whole thing is. Anyway, at a certain point, Brandon Cutler was going to do the double spray, the double hairspray thing into the eyes of, I think it was still Penta at this point. It doesn't matter who it was because whoever it was, <sighs> they got. So it was either Penta or, or Kingston. Um, and Brandon Cutler acts like he doesn't know what he's doing because he held it there for about seven seconds. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny, but still stupid. Yes. And then I guess it was to get Kazarian in position because Kazarian, the elite hunter, killed the uh, absolute non-elite Cutler and the good uh, brother Kazarian out. And by out, I mean about eight feet away. Yeah. Um, but we never saw the good brothers again, though we did see Kazarian again. Um, in, that, in that melee, Penta hit, uh, I guess his finisher, and he got the pin. So Penta is El Jobber no more. <laughs> and... We have new top contenders, so Kingston lost a tag team title opportunity about two months ago with Moxley, and now he's going to probably lose another one. Yes, he's going to lose yep. another one next but, week at Road Rager. Road Rager, what a dumbass name, just quietly. And bravo, Penta and fucking and Kingston, because you're right, they are going to lose. They're definitely not going to win. And uh, I just want to say, man... <sighs> You know, to me, this whole show, and I'm not going to jump ahead, but I felt like this show tonight, as a whole, it almost felt like a big reset. Because I felt like, am I missing a whole chunk of shit? I'm pretty sure I've watched the last few weeks of Dynamite, right? I could have sworn this is a whole different thing going on tonight. Just as a whole. And and I just don't understand this 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 whole thing, like... Who's best friends? Their best friends. We've got porn stashes. We've got goofballs. If anything was a parody of professional wrestling, tonight was the show. And I know I sound like I'm being negative. I actually didn't mind the show because it was just a weird show that I enjoyed it in a, in my own weird way. But this show, man, like now that we're talking about it, it almost sounds worse than what it did watching it. And Kazarian, the fucking elite hunter, like really? Well, he's got a T-shirt, so yeah. Um, I thought Saturday's show was 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 quite good. Not not perfect. There was certainly the usual too much. It was much better than tonight. Yeah. And there were three say. matches that probably should have been on dark, but the right. show itself <laughs> overall was good. The four shows preceding, or the three shows preceding, it were, were the worst. Yep. Yeah. This was better than all three of those. This oh, was definitely, worse. definitely, yeah. This was worse than Saturday's. I would I would say this was not by like much, if, but yeah, it was worse. If, I would, if you were to say thumbs up, thumbs down, I would give this a nominal thumbs up. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Because I actually, 
I pretty much enjoyed the show tonight. Doesn't mean it doesn't have its flaws, obviously, but comparing them to those previous three shows before these two, night and day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These shows were over the top better than those last three before that. That was just absolutely disgraceful. Well, let's tell the folks what they missed or saw and getting a great recap. So we meet Jungle Boy. He's, it looks like, in a, a backstage or in the locker room, something. And, and he's, guess, he's getting a pep talk from Christian Cage. And basically, the, the theme is that, you know, Christian Cage is telling Jungle Boy, listen, you're going to learn from this. Uh, you're going to get better. And you showed the world that, that you can go toe to toe with Kenny Omega and you're going to be a future world champion. And tonight you can make history by being the first AEW wrestler to 50 wins. Which sounds impressive, except they've been on the air for almost two full years. Yeah, easy. He's the first wrestler with 50 wins. That's I mean, they're sweet, sort of, dude. Yeah, they're sort of highlighting that most people wrestle maybe once a week. But is he really on 50 wins? I can't. I, I, come on. I don't, no I way. Don't. That's got to be. That's got to be worked big time. Just like well, Goldberg's streak was. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it is or if it isn't. I don't know if they're including trios matches or tag matches or just single matches. I, I don't know. I thought they said single wins, which I don't remember seeing Jungle Boy in 50 singles matches, but Neither I don't do watch I. <laughs> Dark or Elevation. So, you know, for all yeah. I know, he, watched, he, not, he wrestles four times a week on those shows. Oh, I've got a feeling they're, they're fudging him, man. They have to be. It's professional wrestling. Come on, you know. And they got to be. And then there was a very real vibe, which reminded me about what you said last week, that you thought it looked like cage was turning heel and I'm yes like, i, I that got that vibe there. again jeff i did thank you for bringing that up because I, i'm i'm telling you man I, I got that vibe even more tonight than i did the last time are you telling me you're not seeing what i'm seeing now jeff no, it seems like I, right yeah. don't you know segue when you see one yeah i definitely was about to give you your props because i because it's definitely starting to feel that way but based on what's going on storyline I don't see it happening for, you know, probably three or four months maximum, unless somehow you get an abrupt change where Christian joins Matt Hardy. Now, why anyone would join the Hardy family office is is as questionable as why anybody would join Team Taz at this point. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but anyway, this this segment, so this there's definitely a weird vibe between the yep. two. And I don't know if Christian just doesn't remember how to be a face. If he's, if it was, nah. if he was a heel for so long or whatever it is. They're definitely uh, planting some sort of seeds here, especially tonight. It had a real strong vibe, you know? Well, the, the, the teacher, the student turning on the teacher or the mentor turning on the student are, are two, you know, time tested stories in wrestling. Right. So whenever Absolutely. you have a situation like that, you have to believe it. I mean, then we've got sting and Darby, you know, going, also at, at the same time and there's probably others we got to think about it but i don't because i want to talk about what happened next which is <laughs> marco's stunt comes in almost introduced and like a little uh. monkey climbs up to the top behind <laughs> jungle boy and then luchasaurus comes in growling rrr, 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 <laughs> heavy breathing and he I'll introduces himself that. he's like uh. i don't think that we've formally been introduced but you have jungle boys back and if you have Jungle Boy's back, I've got your back. All of a sudden, he starts talking like this, and, and Christian's like, yeah, I think that, the, you know, <laughs> that I'm a quarter Allosaurus on my grandmother's side or something. Like, oh, yeah, really? And they, and they walk away, yucking it up together. So uh, this was weird. But listen, I this, this is no stupider than what the Miz and Morrison with the drip, drip stick or dipstick were doing on Monday. Dude, so I dare I say this is worse. Comedy. I do my Marco stump, but I, didn't mind, I don't mind the dime stuff. It's about the same. 
it's I would say it's about the same as that, and I would say that the that the R Truth stuff was worse only because it was so long with Riker. Now, that, if the R Truth stuff was thirty seconds long, it would have been good. Yeah, I agree. That I can totally agree with. But these are just retarded. I'm sorry, Luchasaurus, man. They they what? Are, why are they making him into the biggest goofball? Like I said, I've said this previously on numerous occasions. Let this guy turn heel. Let him throw Marco Stunt like a lawn dart circa 96 when Kevin Nash threw Rey Mysterio like a lawn dart back on Nitro back then. You know what I mean? I want him to do the same thing to Jungle Boy and especially to Marco Stunt. Like, well, they're wasting him, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, what's the fucking point? Why is he such a, a geeky goof? Well, maybe, but what's he going to get from turning on Jurassic Express? I mean, he's going to be in a few... He's going to get in a feud with two guys that don't have titles. I mean, it, it doesn't get him anywhere. Hey, when um, you call yourself the pinnacle, Jeff, and you've got no titles, does it really matter? Uh, that's a fair point. But, no, I mean, they don't, they're not, I mean, they're doing good things with Wardlow, but outside of the pinnacle, what, you know, as a, as a henchman, what else is he doing? Hager, outside of a henchman, what else is he doing? Lance Archer, I mean, well, he he's doesn't gone. even know what Who? he's doing. He, he's, right, he's... He's lost patience with himself. It took, it, took, it took over a year for Miro to find himself. Oh, shit. That was a good um, call. You know, I mean, there's a bunch of big guys that they all know what to do with. So, I mean, while I'd like to see Luchasaurus do more, first of all, I'm not sure physically if he can anymore. But secondly, to what? I mean, at least he's in a little gimmick now where you can get merch royalties. So, you know, good for him. Yeah, and maybe I guess. Those, yeah. And when they have those trio titles, I mean, you have to believe that, especially now that Trent Barretta is on his second surgery, by the way, he's getting spinal fusion surgery. Yep. So you have to believe that Jurassic Express are the face favorites to have the trios titles. Great way to bury those titles, if, if that's the case. I mean, whatever, I guess. I mean, <laughs> screw them all, in my opinion. I mean, seriously. And you, I just want to mention, since we're on, uh, you know, the Jungle Express... Mm-hmm. Dude, that tweet you did was it yesterday? Oh yeah, I gotta give I'm a standing ovation. Right Look, I can I see the smile on your face, Jeff. I gotta I'm... admit, I was proud of you, Jeff. Thank you me. really broke the internet with that tweet. I can't believe no one thought of that too. Even myself, I'm like, duh, Anna Jane. I'm yes. like, geez, that was great. I gotta give you, you that tweet of the month, should... possibly tweet of the year. Thank you. You should probably tell the good folks what you're talking about since nobody follows me on Twitter. <laughs> well, you better start following Jeff on Twitter because not only did it, is this man a doctor, but he's the doctor of, of actual tweeting. Because, funny enough, now I never knew that Jungle Boy and Anna Jay were actually a, a, an item, right? But you know what this man did? <laughs> He called Anna Jay, Anna Jane. Yeah, so we got Jane. Tarzan, we got Jane. Jane. Exactly. That's it. I'll just end the show now. If these guys can't see the potential over here between them two now, they are a, the biggest bunch of idiotic idiots in all of professional wrestling. I mean, they're not far off right now, but I'm telling you, man, if they don't, if they don't do that now, if they don't do anything with that, they're, they're idiots. They should well, be paying gonna... this man over here royalties when they do do it. They should, and they can dress Marco Stunt up in a chaka suit to land of the loss, and he can be he can be cheetah, and he oh. cheats. He can help them cheat to win. It's a <laughs> great, great little act. 
So oh, next, while, while, while Jimmy is having a little stroke over there, <laughs> we're told he, that he can be Schiavone, the cheater and they can cheat to win. Exactly. Oh, man. Tony Schiavone is in the ring, we're told, with Ethan Page, but actually he's in the ring with both the men of the year, Ethan Page <laughs> and Scorpio Sky, who, by the way, Scorpio Sky is already second fiddle. I mean, oh, it took no time for him to what go. Did, dude, was that noticeable or what? It was actually uncomfortable in many ways. I find it uncomfortable because, I, I mean, I think both these guys being in a tag team is a little bit odd. It and is odd, right. We know why it's happening because they have 60 wrestlers too many in addition <laughs> to the 60 that are signed, in addition to the other 40 that are on per appearance. Um, so anyway, Tony Schiavone asked the very intelligent why a coffin match. I mean, he's been <laughs> saying it all week long. It's to put the last nail in the coffin. So Ethan oh, Page company. has the goal. Yeah. I haven't done enough. My goal is to exterminate Darby, Darby Allen. Now, now, let me say this. Ethan Page is smart because he knows he hasn't been in AEW long enough for this to be the reason, you know, that, that there's not that much bad blood in AEW between him and a Darby Allen. To it's true. Come on. Right. So he mentions that in the independence that they, they've done. And by the way, the commentary said this too. So everybody's right. on board with this. So and, right. this is and, smart. And it was a great promo. Let's give him credit. I actually think it was a great promo considering... You can argue that he had the most hate of the night. The crowd were on him, dude. Yeah. And I thought he played it pretty well, man. I think, I'll, I'll dare say he actually hit this promo at the park. Uh, and I'm actually being serious. I thought it was great. I, I agree. I thought I thought he was terrific. I actually there were there were a few good promos tonight, and this was this was definitely noteworthy in one of them. So. Basically, Sting interrupts, and he looks like he's dragging a coffin behind him. You see one of those quick, you know, do-it-your-home film school vignettes <laughs> Darby has done before, which are usually pretty good. Right, this true. one started good, but it ended really abruptly. It was sort of strange. Anyway, it was just a, like a, a canvas or, or like, a, like an old bedsheet over like the frame of a coffin, which is what we saw Darby was sort of fire tendering. Like, I guess he was, you know, making the steel, you know, to, you know making it... Uh, uh, you know, steel iron, irons iron, or iron steels <laughs> iron, or whatever. Anyway, he was he was basically blow torching a coffin that he was building. Anyway, Darby jumped out of the frame, and he, uh, you know, hit Scorpio Sky once, which you know took him off the the ring apron, and then he was doing like a sleeper kind of thing on Ethan Page. It actually looked sort of ridiculous. Yeah, it did. Um, Sky went to grab uh, pay. Uh, Darby off of Page and Sting walked in really slowly and did a Scorpion death drop on Scorpion Sky, thus burying him even further, <laughs> which took him completely out of it. Um, Darby was gouging Ethan Page's eyes. He got away. He grabbed the mic and he said, "He said, I knew it. I knew you would stoop to these these <laughs> lows. You can't beat me if I'm twenty, a hundred percent. You know that. So you know what? The coffee match next week, it's canceled." <laughs> no, it's not canceled for the reasons of let's say it's canceled because they added all these new stip matches and title matches because of ratings because they're panicking to yep. fill up Road Rager ne next week. Um, and but he says, but if you agree and put it on paper not to touch me for a week because there's something magical about a week, you know, you need seven <laughs> days of rest, not eight days. Maybe just maybe we can do the coffin match at Fighter Fest. So. Uh, you know, obviously, that'll be agreed to, and obviously, there'll be lots of teases where Ethan Page tries to torment Darby Allen. But since they're only on TV 
Oh no, maybe by then they'll be on Rampage. No, this is July. No, August. So, August is Rampage. So unless it's on Dark or Dark Elevation, nobody will see him trying to taunt Darby and the yep. Healies. Okay. That's true. It's sort of a sort of stipulation without a reason. Um, <laughs> next, we get Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Jack Evans, who is you know. By the way, last week they formally started using the Hardy family office introduction for Jack Evans and Helico before they were only sort of loosely associated. Now they're formally associated. They're called the mercenaries. He seemed like the two worst mercenaries you would pick. And I, <laughs> the mercenaries. And, and I thought Butcher and Blade were the original mercenaries. Of course, Butcher went actually under the knife. He had under the butcher, surgery. right. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was major surgery and, and I'm not sure how long it's going to be till he's back, but I haven't heard anything on him. Not that they were really in any big programs anyway. But anyway, so we have two Jacks in, in the ring, which is odd because JR can't call him Jungle Boy. He's got to call him Jungle Jack Perry or Jack Perry. And now they're all calling him Jack. I so know they are. They actually are. <laughs> luckily, enough, luckily enough now, this was a relatively small match. But I need to point out that the Hardy family office, unless we're forgetting certain things, are now in a few with Jungle Boy, which now extends to Christian and the Jurassic Express. And yeah. they never really started or finished their feud with all of the Dark Order. Don't you see what's going on here? I told you we've got evolution re-evolutionizing AEW again. Don't you see what this is a reincarnation of? Uh, I Think about it. One, Take one good guess. One. Take a good guess. I only know one evolution, and that's evolution. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I wasn't talking about them. I'm talking about the Hardy family bullshit that we have here. This is... Remember when I said that AEW is a parody of professional wrestling? Yes. Tonight clearly stated that they really are a parody of professional wrestling. This is a throwback to the Heenan family. I'm telling you, in every sense of the way, except we got Hardy instead of Heenan. I'm telling you, dude, this is what this is. This except, except Hardy is the one that takes most of the spotlight in the ring, not just outside the ring, and they never win anything. Like the Heenan family... They won every title except the major title. True. No, you're right. And they were, and they were great. I mean, they mm. were great. They were great heel. It was a great heel faction. It really was. But yeah, I just feel... You had... you had Andre um, the Giant. Right. Paul Orndorff, both Intercontinental Champions. I'm pretty sure... Haku. Rick Rude, yes. Right. The King Haku. You had yep. Tag Team Champions. Um, so, you know, they, he had the Brain Busters as Tag Team Champions. Yes, so exactly. Right. Champions in his... And they were always in title matches. Now they no, never no doubt. Hogan, but they were always, you know, hey, me I ne- as a teenager believed that almost every one of them could. I never said it was as great as the Hidden Family. <laughs> this is the poor man's version. Let's not get it twisted. And when I say poor man's, I mean real poor man's like version, like literally starving. You know well, what I'm saying? Stick with the poor man version of the story that was actually on on the plate because they did a promo with Matt Hardy in like a little window box saying he doesn't care if Jack Evans wins or loses. He's just there to hurt Jungle Boy. Jack Evans did nothing to try to do it. It didn't look like he didn't try to cheat. He wasn't trying to break a knee. He wasn't stepping on fingers. It was just a regular match. It was normal Jack Evans match. And frankly, Jack Evans lost pretty darn quickly to a snare uh, trap where he tapped out. But it wasn't right. even like Jack Evans knew the story where he's supposed to go in and do cheap shots and do low blows. And go you the hit knee. the nail on the head, Jeff. As a matter of fact, it wasn't even Jack Evans at all because he wasn't even talking trash during the match. Yeah, he wasn't doing anything. It was it was it was really weird. This this was a this was 
one of the low points of the show, but it wasn't the low point because we're going to get to that a little bit later. <laughs> but anyway, so Jungle Boy gets to his easy win number 50. And of course, Hardy family office because they ruin everything because they ruined <laughs> last week's really good show by, by the needless uh, run in at the end. They come in to attack, but Christian Cage comes in with the Jurassic Express uh, and Christian drops Hardy with uh, whatever he calls his move. What is it? The, uh, Isn't it the Amperia? Oh, no, it was the sh- something gauge or shock gauge. Oh, it's, man. It's something that sounds like a heel move. It's like something that's, that's like, you know, like I'm breaking your head. It's a, <laughs> I'm breaking your head. It's something like we just call it that. Yeah. Anyway, Christian jumps party and then single-handedly also fights off Jack Evans. Um, the private party, I mean, if you didn't see them in their street clothes, basically, which is now their wrestling gear, you wouldn't have known they were there. They were so in- incidental. And I don't even know if Angelico came down. You want to know and something? Then, I didn't even notice Private Party. Did they actually come out? Yeah, they did. I, I, I kid you not, I didn't notice. Right. And, and I'm not sure about the blade either. And <laughs> Face Christian is choking Matt Hardy with his suit jacket. <laughs> Jeff, what can I tell you? This feels like too... This just doesn't, this is just stupid, man. And if it does lead to Christian joining this weird shit I, can't work. I don't know i'm not gonna know what to tell you after that yeah it, it i mean it should really be called the, they should call themselves the expendables the expe- hey but and adding some more old times like mark henry heck bring back paul white into the group we could even get a dungeon of doom 2.0 possibly i'm all dr. for that luther. dr luther perfect for dungeon of doom jeff he would be arn the anderson. perfect arn anderson <laughs> dustin <laughs> <laughs> we Rabbi really Aaron Shlomo. Hey, boom! Say it one more time because my... Rabbi Aaron Shlomo. <laughs> Rabbi Aaron Shlomo. He's the man. <laughs> I love how you brought him up. I'm telling you, that is that is that is brilliant. But seriously, do we not have a Dungeon of Doom at Dark Order, and we've got the real deal Dungeon of Doom? I, I would. I I love the Dungeon of Doom. All I wanted from Bray Wyatt was for those puppets to come to life when they were outside of the firehouse funhouse and become wrestlers in an actual dungeon type of game. <laughs> and with with kevin sullivan's laugh in the background going ha, 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 ha. you yeah. know with the ancient it, it would be uh, I, I would be all for that so uh, anything dungeon yeah. of doom i'm all about i'm all for uh, dark order they, they don't even try they're terrible but we'll get to them later um <laughs> So now we get to an MJF promo. This is another very good promo. MJF no is a great promo. I wouldn't say it was particularly creative, but it doesn't need to be. No, it was just, no you're right. It was your resting 101 promo. Yep. Chris, it's time for you to call it quits. Just how long will you stoop? Will you stoop to my level? Uh, and Chris, I'm going to lay out some stipulations for you next week. And if you make it through those stipulations, which you won't, but if you make it through those stipulations, when you lose, when we face each other, which you won't make it that far, <laughs> then you have to leave me alone forever. So this is going to be the second stipulation that um, MJF is involved in. The first was Cody could never challenge for the belt again. And now that I think about it, Jericho is the champion at the time. So two out of the three players are are the same, um, except this time it's the it's the well, it's the heel and face. It's basically the same stipulation, just the you leave me alone kind of thing. Sort of similar to Lashley and McIntyre as well. Yeah, but true. I don't know what these stipulations are going to be. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I imagine he's going to have to have one-on-one matches with 
different members of the pinnacle to, to get to them, like a gauntlet. Uh, anyway, hey, I guess. Anyway, they're going to face each other in the ring next week for MJF to face to face lay out the stipulations in front of Jericho. And I'm sure one of them is that Jericho can't touch MJF this week. Oh, again, that, where does that sound familiar? Didn't we get that not too long ago? Listen, I'm just, I'm just guessing. But yeah, we got it from <laughs> Ethan Page about ten minutes earlier. Oh, <laughs> God. Um, next, Andrade with the interpreter, Pentagon's interpreter, and subtitles, and subtitles. So we have the interpreter <laughs> and subtitles. What the hell? And so this is the big announcement that got interrupted last week when the Seidel brothers walked through. So Andrade's acting like he's never heard of Matt Seidel. It's Matt something, which, hey, wasn't hey. good on him. I don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame him either, believe it or not. <laughs> I mean, he, he was first born when Seidel was already born. Exactly. So, it's true. I mean, he was he was almost me, like even courageous. That's when he was this, born. Let me do this over. He was born when Matt was still born. Didn't. Thank you. Thank you. He was born when Matt was still born. I didn't say it. That was my hey. No heat on me. I'm just saying, I wasn't born when Matt was still born. He was, he was Evan born. He was Evan born. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it shouldn't unfortunately, be Evan born became stillborn. Oh, stop it. So you're, I'm gonna get the hate. You're worried about the hate from me when you did making stillborn joke. What, what, what hey, 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 hey. You guys hey. can say the c word. You can make stillborn. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, Jeff. So. It seems that whenever a new WWE cast-off comes to AEW, their first match has to be, by law, Matt Seidel. So just like Christian, uh, Andrade is going to face Matt Seidel. This is the big announcement at Road Rager. So that's a big match. So I'm pumped. I, I am answer. pumped, Jeff. So now Andrade is going to sell for 18 minutes. To- <laughs> uh, we then boy, get Ski of Vaughn again. Skiavone was all over tonight on tele- on on TV tonight. I don't know why, but I just wanted to add: Are they fucking up Andrade already, or what, dude? They are really taking twenty steps backwards today and the week before. What the hell is this shit? <laughs> like, really? Like, what, what? Well, compared to what? Compared to all of their other debuts, it's basically the same. Compared to Miro's debut, it's much better. The only debut that I think was better, and that's mostly in hindsight, was Brody Lee's. Because when he first came as a Dark Order, the Dark Order fans were psyched about it. But Dude. I think most normal people were like, he's with the Dark Order? They stink. Um, I but, was but, one of those, I must admit. <laughs> I was too, but but he made it work. He's the only he one did. that elevated them. You're right. Um, no doubt about it. We're not just saying that because he's not here anymore. That's legitimately the truth. No, it's true. Well, we're both podcast veterans, at least. I mean, we're on the record. People can go back and listen. We've said it. I mean, they, they can hear our words. It's true. And I always I always thought the Dark Order was junk, and I think they were dark. They're, they've been junk since. But they were good in their role supporting Brody Lee, and he was good. I mean, it got a little old for a little bit when he was just doing the Vince McMahon interpretation for two or three weeks. It was funny, well, though. Come on. It was funny the first couple of times. Right. But, then it, but, he, but he pivoted off of that around the same time I got sick of it. Like, it's like he could tell... And he just became his own character, his, his own version of Vince McMahon without the right. obvious parody. So, no, no, he, he did that right. I mean, no no criticism about that. I mean, my biggest criticism is is that, you know, he was scripted to demand a, a strap match when he's the heel and nobody was running away from anybody. So it was sort of dumb. It's AEW. Um, I mean, yeah. seriously. <laughs> Truth. Um, so anyway, he's with Kenny Omega. 
And Kenny Omega comes out with these great mutton chops connecting to a mustache looking like, uh, well, it looked like Triple H 2006. I'm telling you, that's what he was doing. He even said, I woke up feeling like a king. Yeah. No, he, <laughs> Come on, man. That, 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 no, yeah, no. It was the, the, the allusions with an A were definitely there. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah, no, it's definitely not a coincidence. And like Roman Reigns, he's, he, he starts talking about all the people he's beaten. He said, there's no one left to face. So he's going to be taking some time off, but don't worry. He holds lots of titles. He's going to go all over the world and defend lots of titles in lots of other places, but he's taking time off because there's nobody in AEW left to face him. And then some music I don't recognize comes on and it's the dark order coming out led by evil Uno and evil Uno. I don't think I ever realized before but he talks like this. <laughs> I'm coming to from, from Sesame Street. <laughs> So he's Look. like, it's like, uh, Kenny, <laughs> we disagree. We think that there's plenty of great talent here in AEW for you to face. And Kenny Omega goes, hey, take off, eh? None of, you, none of you guys can last with me. Five, he wouldn't last two minutes with me, eh? Where I was afraid they were going to do a Mickey Cross two-minute challenge match. Hey. But that didn't happen. And he goes, he goes, and none of oh, you posers have enough singles wins to, to be ranked anywhere near facing me, so take huh. off. To his credit, he does have a point. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. He goes, so get Oot and I'm going to be a boot. <laughs> get Oot and I'm going to be a boot. <laughs> so this was a great promo. And then Adam uh, and then and then Dark uh, Dark Arthur, Evil Uno, the imposter, Evil Dose, hates him. He's at least twice as good and twice as evil and twice and has a, a, uh, a twice as good a voice. Evil Uno goes, you know what, Kenny, you're right. We quite agree with you, but we happen to know somebody who we've become friends with recently, and he has the ranking. He's the number one contender, and he's ready to challenge you for the title. And then Omega goes, oh, man. well, hosers, if you're talking about who I think you're talking about, I don't think he's going to be very happy with you talking for him, eh? And hosers, you knobs, he's also... He doesn't have the guts to face me, just like he doesn't have the guts to challenge me himself. Hey, so again, take off, eh? I'm leaving. I'm going oot and a boot. I'm going oot. <coughs> I can't talk. Please continue. I, I'm right. crying. I'm crying over here. That was that was gold. Shout out to our Canadian listeners, in case they don't want to listen to us anymore. But that's your key. Am I sounding like um? Hey, you gotta get him in a in a headlock and get a put it back and knocks too hard. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I mean this was actually a funny segment, but uh, the, the dark and then like it actually was so- I I was actually sort of pleasantly amused, but you doing Evil Uno's voice absolutely made me want to watch that segment again because you know what you. You pulled off that voice. He really does sound like that man. He oh, really thank you does. Very much. <laughs> and shout out to our amphibious friends out there. This this so, uh, it is an easy being green. We realize that here at the PWC and the Rational Rage Network. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, boy. And then Kenny basically, oh. you know, what I also like about it is that the elite didn't come out. None of Kenny's backup came out. He just oh. was staring oh. them down. It was, it was the Dark Order. Talk about burying him even further down the, right. the ground. He's basically like, make a hole. And they did. And he walked right <laughs> Like lemmings. Like just straight in. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. I'm Pretty crying. Like, 
like like the like the nerds oh. from Revenge of the Nerds. That's what <laughs> I'm fucking crying, man. I'm in tears. Jeff, you've yes, you to the, the last couple of days, man. I'm I'm telling you, not not only has your Twitter game moved up another level, but dude. Oh, you've, you've made me cry. Look at my eyes. Can you see how watery my eyes are? I am legitimately crying after that. Oh, I'm in I can't my prime. Talk. That's prime. That's prime. That's prime Jeffrey Lipman right there, man. I'm telling well, you. Well, you know what? Last year at 51 and 52, I was the hottest <laughs> rookie in the podcast game. Now I'm in my second year, so no sophomore slump. I'm working twice as hard to make sure there's no sophomore slump between 52 and 53. <laughs> Oh shit! Hey, it's just keep up with age is just a number. <laughs> the whipper snappers. Oh, it's Jeff, just man, just a number that reminds you why everything hurts more. Um, <laughs> yeah, good point. So now we have a Brian Pillman promo, and he buries everyone. He basically says he has no, he had no parents growing up, which is <laughs> oh, not really, which is really sort of a, you know, a harsh thing to say. But he right. did have friends and teammates, and. Griff Garrison is like a brother to him, and now you've made it personal. So when you when you destroyed him with one clothesline, um, that made it personal. And then he went to the wrestling 101, like first day of wrestling school, or the main story in every WWE story, that you're just a bully. And then he went to everyone's favorite that was stolen from like maybe oh. seven weeks ago. You're just a big Bulgarian bitch. <laughs> I rolled my eyes. I'm sorry, Brian. Brian, you got potential, man. But please, anybody, actually, anyone that was that was that wasn't Lance Archer, please do not use Bulgarian bitch as a friggin' comeback ever again. All it does is make you look silly. I'm sorry, yes. it just does. That's it. Right. It's and, done. No more Bulgarian way, bitch. That's and it. Bully stories work almost never. 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 We're not in preschool, kids, okay? <laughs> and it especially doesn't work when the guy came out alone and there's three of you. <laughs> and a ref and security. So, I mean, if he comes out and he came out with the rest of the football team, then, and, but he's then he's talking about, then he's a bully. So, oh, God, this show is unbelievable. Anyway, Jesus. Anyway, so, so Pillman comes out with Griff and Julia Hart. Uh, Miro comes out to new music, which, by the way, was fantastic, except it went too long because it's not as good as it trails off. Um, right. It, actually, great it. point. You know what it started sounding like to me, actually, Jeff? You're probably going to think Romans. I'm crazy. What would you think? Romans music a little. No, even worse. You know those funny horns on the on the, um, on the the cars like Italians or Greeks would drive? Like, you know, with those fancy horns going... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. I'm telling you, it started sounding like that to, as it tracked over. And I'm like, why am I about? hearing? Forget about it. I'm from, yeah, I'm forget from about it. Room. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you, man. I don't know why, but that's what started playing in my head as the song kept progressing. I'm not yeah, going to no, lie. It progressed too long. It went on about 10 seconds, 15 seconds too long. Because it, but it was, it, it's good new music. It was, it it was is, much more, her, you know, it was heelish. It was big. Very yeah, Bulgarian. Was very stupid. Bugatti. <laughs> yeah, they're very like Rachmaninoff or Kachinkarian. <laughs> so this match is mostly uh, Pillman not being afraid, but using his speed to get more strikes in on Miro. There were a couple times where it was on purpose that, that Miro did a kick and Pillman missed it. 
uh, or avoid it. But there was also at least one time that I'm pretty sure that it was a botch, not a fake kick. And they said that, that oh, uh, uh, Miro faked him out, but Pillman caught him anyway. And I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, right after that, I didn't have too much time to gripe about because Miro did a roundhouse to make uh, Zia Lee proud. And then he did a botch <laughs> kick. God. Kicked Pillman on the back, did a game <laughs> over. Pillman passes out. Um, <laughs> he sold that really well, Jeff. I've got to give him that. He looked dead. Well, except that his eyes were still open at a, at a point, but I, 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 other people pointed that. I didn't notice it. I mean, this is other people nitpicking me. We right, right. Um, but this was much better than the Evil Uno match when when he sold for 15 minutes. Yep. Yeah. This was basically an eight-minute, more or less a, a squash, just took him time to get, get his move in. Right, and I still uh, think uh, that uh, Pillman Jr. had too much offense in this match, personally. Really. I think so, too, especially since even though... I know everyone thinks he's a young star in AEW. It's clear that he's not positioned to be a young star no, in AEW. No, he's you're right. positioned to be a hard out jobber in yep. AEW, which is fine. Jobbers have jobs. That's why they were called jobbers. They worked every week. Um, he's basically earning his stripes, man. He's paying his dues. That's what it feels like because in MLW, he was so much better, in my opinion. But that's just me. Well, yeah, he was he was better positioned. I'm not right. sure if he was. Well, better, yeah, but- that's. But, but now he's but play. now he's being paid, so it's different. But he, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm agnostic on that. I mean, it was less than Uno, and listen, we, we know why <laughs> Uno got it. Negative one was there, uh, so he wanted Uno to get the offense, and he wanted Vance Preston Vance ten to get the the pin at the match. But I mean, again, booking for a ten year old or eleven year old isn't a great idea. No, it's um, not. <laughs> so. Anyway, that's done. Then we have Alex Marvez. He, he caught up to the Dark Order uh, in their club room, and Adam Page is there. And Adam Page is, we basically get there where Adam Page is yelling at them before Marvez. Marvez is like, hey, I'm just trying to find out. And you, he's basically drowned out by Page yelling at him. And Page yeah. is like, I didn't say that you guys could talk to me. So, <laughs> so he's basically parroting Kenny Omega, who I guess he knows him pretty well. Um, he doesn't like anyone speaking for him. And then the Colt Cabana, he's like, He's literally like Rick Marshall from Land of the Lost, or Mike Brady. He's like, he's like, Adam, you're not afraid of him. We know that you're scared of failure, but you shouldn't be scared of failure. It just—it comes naturally, you really. Be, you learn and you grow from that. And then Uno goes, "Last week I lost, but you guys were all cheering for me and cheering for me, even though I failed. And you said that I shouldn't have nothing to be ashamed of." And basically, at this point, they should have just broken into singing. That's what friends are for. Oh, they we didn't. They, they walked didn't. off, and Adam Page is still drinking. So, well, you know. this is so obvious. Like, I'm telling you now, Hangman and Kenny are in on this. I'm telling you, man. Well, duh, but can Hangman Page win the title with this thing surrounding him, with the drinking and the Dark Order? Definitely not. If I they mean, want to only- position him as a huge star, like they say, this is not the way to go. That's why I'm thinking, think of it as The Rock in 98. You know when he was when he first won the world title and he was starting to become really over, even though he was a heel, and then they were teasing that he was going to become a baby but really he joined a corporation and, and they just shat on him even more after that. And you just wanted to chew him even more because he shoved it up everyone's asses. I feel like this is what they're doing. That slow burn with Hangman Page where he's going to be a heel. The fans will be disappointed. 
But eventually you're going to want to cheer him. He's going to get, you know what I mean? He's going to take that next step. And that's, I mean, that's what I would do with him at this point. If you want to build him to, to become this next star, do a slow build with substance. And I'm not talking about this shit. Well, it's hard to call it a slow burn since they broke up as a tag team a year ago or more. No, right. But the problem is, where has this progressed? Tell me, in the last year, where has Hangman progressed to? No, he's, he's, he's regressed, but he's always right. been at or about the number one contender. Now, he's never right. gotten a match because he keeps having to wait wait for other people or a casino battle royal yep. or another battle royal or the brass ring match or whatever it is. It's the, it's always something else. Um but this is this is a little bit weird. So you could say this is long arc storytelling and that it's time. I say with this. It's not intentional though, because they don't know what they're doing really. If they well, if they do if it looks like that, they didn't mean it, believe me. I have a theory. And I have a theory that, that they don't know how to change the story because that's what they've got Paige into, but they are preparing themselves yep. to do it because they have gotten word from Impact and AAA that they want their titles back. And I'm pretty sure that AEW wants Kenny to lose their title before he loses the Impact or AAA mega championship. So maybe. Now, Hmm. what it's definitely too soon for, but not for AEW, but for anybody else, would be a double turn. Because I think Paige would make a great Moxley-esque, I don't care, I don't give a shit, heel. Yeah, I I think they should turn him mega heel. Like, I mean, absolute heel, yeah. Like if he totally uh, LA knighted and, and knocked out all the Dark Order or knocked out all of them except for like, I don't know, two of them who stayed as his henchmen. Like, no, but like I mean, guys. I mean, brutally though, left in pools of blood. I'm talking about like, but like five and ten were on his right. side. Yeah, yeah. Make a real f- statement. But uh, maybe it's wishful thinking because it's easy. Oh, it's definitely wishful thinking. It's definitely wishful thinking. Now you're right. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, because as long as negative one is there, the Dark Order is going to be faces. All right. So next we get to my favorite, Team Taz, who (laughs) it's only three-fifths of Team Taz. Because Hobbs and Hook are there, not (laughs) Team Taz. Both both Stark and Cage are absent because they're fighting. It's too toxic. It's a, <laughs> Hobbs and Hobbs and Hook. They, they can't find their safe spaces. They're triggered. They're getting PTSD. It's it's too stressful. <laughs> it's like a bad Twitter day. They can't handle it. They're big tough wrestlers. <laughs> and and Hook oh, speaks. He goes. Shit. He goes. I'm tired of it. And I finally <laughs> realized just how small he really is. And then Hobbs is like, Well, I've had enough. So at least he uh, looks and sounds like a man. Um, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> So, just like Hager and Wardlow, and that certainly resolved everything, inside the family, they're going to have a fight to work it out because that worked out so well, and they're totally not copying their own story from five months ago. No, 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 they're not. And I just want to say, this is the most pointless little storyline bullshit feud in this company. And there's a lot of pointless shit in this company, but this this is just, what can I call it, stupid? Talk about a slow burn. It's killing me softly, Jeff. Right. From so the inside. In two, in two weeks, in Austin, <laughs> the FTW title, which has rarely been seen and even more rarely been defended, is <laughs> up for grabs when a medically clear <clears throat> Ricky Starks will face Brian the Machine Cage at what I think it's one of the Fighter Fest matches, or, or maybe it's. Yeah, what, Fighter what Fest is the next pay per view coming up. Yep. 
I mean, not, these are all July shows. They're not, they're not pay-per-views. Oh, Fighter Fest is not? Okay. I thought yeah, it was. They're trying to build them up. Even the original Fighter Fest, they originally were going to do them as pay-per-views, but right. they, they did them for free. They they made okay. them free shows. Oh, whatever. I'm, Along I'm with, with that. Um, Fight for the Fall, and that they also made that was free. No, that yeah, that was charity-related, gun like gun-related charity. Anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. For, for the victims of the shooting of that. Right, club. right. And, and, That's yeah, right. But, but originally, it was a pay-per-view, which would have... Yep. Theoretically, led to a lot more charity money. Yeah, true. Theoretically, but um, I mean, do these guys have any brains? Well, the buy rates weren't doing so well, and they decided to make it free. And listen, I think that that engendered some goodwill with the fans. And believe me, they they've needed every bit of that goodwill equity, and it's certainly right, paying off. Definitely. Listen, we can talk a lot about the AEW faithful, but the one thing <laughs> we can't call them is unfaithful. Oh no, definitely. Even the fifty plus. I mean, this crowd tonight. I think you're right. You you hit the nail on the head. It's 45 up these days of demographics, especially in AEW. Uh, the, the faithful are, but uh, well, maybe. But uh, I mean, a lot of their fans are young. The, the thing they have to worry about is a lot of young fans grow out of wrestling right around 32, 33. And oh. if they're only if what if happened to me? Of their audience is the 18 to 33 year old, and they start growing out of wrestling, which happens all the time. Um, you know, and their product doesn't appeal to people your age, my age, older in the in the middle. I mean, I don't know if you'd watch AEW if you weren't covering it for podcasts. I don't know if no I would chance either. in hell. I'll be honest with you. There's no that, way. There's and that's no not limited way. to AEW. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't be watching Raw anymore. And and I probably 100%. wouldn't be watching SmackDown on Friday nights except for COVID, because normally I'm out on a Friday night or sleeping early or both. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, also, I mean, this is a true story. So yesterday I was watching <laughs> right. NWA Power, um, and it was it was like a group thing. It was like a through a, a Discord. Yep. And so, you know, 10 or 11 people watching it on, on a on, you know, on group stream. And I maybe made it 20 minutes through. I fell asleep. <laughs> And so I woke up when it went off because there was no sound. And so I, I went in the chat to thank the, the, the guy who hosts it because, you know, he pays for this. Um, <laughs> and, I, and, and like, I'm like, thank you for sharing it. I'm sorry I fell asleep, but <laughs> I still want to make sure that I, that I thanked you. And I, I didn't thank you at the time because I, I dozed off. And everyone's like, yeah, we know. We heard. We're well aware. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like was I snoring? And they're like, very much so. So I was... I, I was full on Fred Flintstone snoring. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jeff, Jeff, but Jeff. First, but first of all, this story is totally worth it. And those of you uh, listening, it's not that good a story. You're right. NWA Power sucks. <laughs> it was unwatchable. It's so bad. Um, yeah, no, I can't. I can't do that. I don't know what happened over there, especially. Had they go backwards the way they have? God the, the, the fuck the, knows. Dynamite. This, 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 this was the Godfather compared to, <laughs> compared to NWA. NWA was like you know that bad. Compared. Oh it, shit! It's really just, that bad? Like that bad? It it it's terrible. Um, Jeez. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that bad. Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a better metaphor, but I can't think of something where there's something really great and really okay. So, like, if Enter the Dragon is considered huh. a great kung fu movie, I used to love Enter the Dragon, even though it is campy. It is and then, now. And then, now that you look at it, right? Yeah, and then take like 
the worst Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Oh, or St- no, even worse, the worst like Steven Seagal movie, like oh, Steven Seagal. No, now, now, now you're really yeah. like the like the one where he's on like native like, lands no, no. trying to trying to you know fight for First Nations. No, why do you have to spoil it with Steven Seagal, dude? So, so it's like Enter the Dragon compared <laughs> to On Sacred Ground. That that's the comparison. Oh, that's disgusting. What are you yeah. doing? It's, it's like true. no, you're killing me. It's true. It's damn true. Oh, oh didn't. <laughs> so speaking of cool heels that are cool because they're a heel that somebody is trying to make a face for no good reason, we come out with Vicka, Vicky and Nyla Rose, and Vicky's dressed to wrestle, and in fact hey. is wrestling in this match. He's so got surprise, guns. Uh, those are not guns. And she's okay. got thighs. <laughs> it's just, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm just she, saying. She, she's well equipped for winter. <laughs> um, so um, so they come out. So the surprise was not a Thea. It was not a Selena. It was not a Zelina. Uh, it was not even a Daga. There was no surprise. It not was even an Enzo. And the surprise, not even an Enzo. It it was it was it was Andrade fighting Sidell. So that, that that's the surprise. <laughs> so they're facing Brit and Reba. So Reba. the story here is that you know Reba doesn't want to wrestle. Nyla's doing most of the the, the the fighting. In the beginning, Vicky got shoved on her ass, and she yells, "Excuse me!" She's, she's terrible. I'm sure people would rather hear me do even Uno <laughs> many, many, me for the entire podcast than one Vicky, excuse me. Um, at some point, Sorry, before you continue, I just want to say, can you please make Evil Dose become Evil Uno sometimes? But as Evil Dose, you got to talk I, I like that. I don't know why you're asking me that. I mean, I can send him a tweet or something. That's like, yeah, I don't oh, really oh, yeah. I thought, I, thought, I thought you were good friends with him. That's why I'm asking you. No, no, I, I mean, me to him. he sends me messengers and I'm, I'm his Malachi. I'm the messenger. <laughs> I, I, you know, but I can pass messages. It's like an embassy. I can pass messages. All right. both. I'm going to say it here. And before you continue on, I have to say this on the next unpopular review show that you do. Right. Uh-huh. And when you're evil dose, you got to do this for me, Jeff. And if you don't do it, I'm going to be watching this live. If you don't do, or sorry, sorry, Jeff, if you don't tell evil dose, to talk like that, I'm going to be bitterly disappointed. So I expect Evil Dose to conjure up Evil Uno Listen, for, this for is the not, real number one spot. <laughs> this is not as easy a conversation as you think it's going to be. Because Evil Dose is very close with a lot of reptilians. Now, I know reptiles and amphibians are different. <laughs> but there are amphibians in, in the... 10 families as well. I mean, you do know about the Dogon tribe. And if you don't, <laughs> listen to my Garden of Doom dropping this uh, coming holiday weekend, whoa. co-hosted by Justin Gabriel, PJ Black. Yes, he's my co-host this that week. PJ we Black. That, yeah, that PJ Black, the Darewolf. And yes, my evil plot has has worked. He's going to be a recurring guest. I don't know how often, but he's going to, he, he's sending me things, links to look at and, and videos to watch. I'm sending him stuff. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're best Skype friends. I was going to say the new best friends, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Now everybody else has been demoted. Uh, the, uh, Big Daddy Cool demoted, Bad Guy Jack <laughs> demoted, you demoted. Everybody's oh, been, everybody's been demoted one spot. And I, I have very few friends to begin with. So I guess everybody loves Lipman. Everybody listen, and and, and Lipman's a mark for fame. So, uh, and 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 fame that's getting a PhD. He's, he's, hey. he's two years away from getting his PhD. And a doctrine. It's going to be a PJD. 
PhD. Well, well, PhD is a doctorate, but hey, uh, yeah, we're gonna have two doctors on that show. So yeah, so PhD, uh, PhD. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a doctor just the same. Now all of a sudden you don't like the doctor. You're the one that insists on it. All right. So talking about a real doctor, that's a segue. At some point, Britt is doing the Eva thing where she declines to tag Reba, letting Reba take the uh, punishment. But then Britt does a hot tag, I guess, where she thought she was going to get over on Nyla, uh, even though Nyla didn't really look hurt. But, you know, it was fine. But Nyla, you know, quickly turned that into a choke slam, and she draped Brip over the top rope. She did her flying knee, which actually didn't look so bad for her. Uh, there was a very close cap, but Reba broke it up like at the split second. Um, and for whatever reason, at some point, Kit, Vicky came in, and uh, Dr. Britt Baker made quick work of Vicky. I can tell Almost you why. Oh, well, because she sucks. No, 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 no. Legitly, there was actually some news coming out of this match, Jeff. Ooh. I don't know if you're aware. Yes, breaking no. news. No, Reba got injured and got injured pretty bad. As a matter of fact, Jeff, if you go on Twitter, I'm sure you'll find videos of this incident. Oh, I knew Reba got hurt. Oh, you I knew thought you were going to tell me that Vicky got hurt. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I was saying that Reba got hurt, and that's probably why it, it finished oh, yeah, the way well, it did. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. No, 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 you're fine. Uh, I just I just uh, was ignoring the obvious. What, do, what kind of injury does she have? Do we know yet? No, I don't know that yet. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll find out in the next coming days, but it looks like knee-related, definitely knee-related, 100%. And she, and she had a leg injury before. I mean, I know that they were milking it for a while, but it yep. started out real. Well, yeah, on she's... top of that, the AEW trainers deserve to be fired. I mean, they did not have a clue how to carry her out back to the back. Honestly, watch the video footage. It's shocking. Well, aside from that, I, I love the dynamic between Reba and Britt, but she was it never works. supposed to be a wrestler. She she was coaxed out of it because she was the makeup artist and the stylist right. for them. And she could have done her role every bit of it with that. And if we remember not that long ago, there was a little heel faction that, that Vicky was building around Jade Cargill and Nyla Rose. What happened to that? Well, Eva Lee's got fired. Jade Cargill is, is got bigger than all of them, and she doesn't need them anymore. But <laughs> doesn't need the show either. So what if Diamante is the one who said, Vicky, you promised me stars and sunshine and title, <laughs> you know, title shots, and here you are. You're only with this one. Jade left us. You got my my friend isn't even here anymore. And she joins Britt and she does the wrestling with Britt. And then and, and that gives her a reason to be on TV. Well, guess what, and, Jeff? That's fine. Because you know why it's fine? Why? Because it's AEW. It doesn't need to matter. It doesn't matter, Jeff. It doesn't need to make sense. We're talking about all elite wrestling. Okay? All elite writing. <laughs> all elite writing. Because this shit is elite, man. I mean, clearly. Mm -hmm. It makes sense for me. I mean, it, clearly it makes sense. Alternative episode... <laughs> Writers, I don't know. So, <laughs> she, so she put the the reason I thought it was Vicky that got hurt and not Reba because the rest of the match didn't involve Reba. I don't, I didn't get the impression it would have anyway. So she puts the lock, the lock jaw on Vicky. Vicky taps, and then Nyla, who I guess is positioned as the face, but maybe not really, attacks clumsily Britt Baker from behind. I mean, it, it, it looked like she was supposed to do like a double axe handle, but it, it, it looked like she did nothing. I mean, it was weird. Then she did a pretty good power bomb through the table, but power bomb through the table is not a face move. So, are they trying to make Britt Baker 
who is definitely over, but over because she's an awesome heel, a face who will not be nearly as over as a face because it only works with her cockiness. Jeff, if I'm better than you. I repeat, A E W. But this isn't just them. Like all wrestling companies. Yeah, no, you're right. No, no, this. really, you're right. All every okay. single wrestling company is guilty of this shit right now. Every single WWE one of them. WWE did that yep. with, with Austin. Uh, they they did it with Rock. Uh, NWA did it with the Road Warriors. They they, they they did it with Nikita. I mean, something's working in in hindsight, but I mean, you know, they they were. AW did with Moxley because he he was the most over guy in the company, so they they made him a face. They started doing it with Kingston also. Um, and some people are just better as heels. Listen, I, you know maybe Britt has gotten that much better as a character and a wrestler that she can that she can pull it off as a face. But I think she's gotten not not yet. It's yeah. stupid if they pull that off. I mean that's now, dumb. Now I'm a gigantic Britt fan. Same. I think that she's gotten better in the ring. And I was on board since Jericho Cruz, day number one with this that new Brit on board. Yes. Ooh, and, and there's and there's back. video and audio to back it up. Everyone's like I saying that sucks. she was drunk. And I'm like, I loved every second of it. <laughs> she was drunk. I don't care. Keep drinking. Listen, I'll be the first to say and admit, even from back when she was in NXT, I didn't see it. I'm telling you, it took a long time for me to finally be like, she's she gets it now. Because really... Finally, she's become pretty complete, man. Like, I don't think she's that good as a babyface, though. I think her becoming the heel is what made her the star that she's become right now. That's exactly by a mile, what I'm right? I, I think that her and MJF are very similar in that regard. They're they're serviceable in the ring. Like MJF definitely, is not yeah. one of the great wrestlers. No, no, he's, definitely he's a not. Great character. He's a great talker. She's a great character. She's a great talker. They're very similar characters, actually. Yeah, um, I can see that. And I don't think anybody's thinking about turning MJF face. So why are they trying Ugh, to turn How face? disgusting would that be? Him being a baby face. It, it would never work. I'm telling you. I just think it would never work. Not with the way his attire is. Like everything would have to change for him to be one of those baby faces where you want to get behind him. I could just never see that work. I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, but yeah, it, I, I don't think it could work, but and I don't think it's going to work with Brit either. Not right now, hard, anyway. Right? Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell with Dynamite because the people who go to the shows they really they're they're literally all in. Pun intended. Yeah, literally. I mean, they're all like starstruck for everybody, dude. Like it's 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 amazing and weird at the same time. It's like a cult. A little bit. So I'm not really sure who's supposed to be the face or the heel in this thing. I mean, <laughs> you think they would try to make with Nyla. I mean, you know, especially it was You'd think. five months. She's trans. Vicky is no lady. The excuse not me only is she so. trans. Did you know she swings both ways? She actually said this. She's no, not even gay. She's actually goes both ways. She yeah. likes guys and females. Okay. So I mean, I'm, I met her wife, but that doesn't mean that they can't have an open relationship. Hey, didn't. No, that was not a joke. <laughs> Okay. I met, well, her, I met okay. her wife at Starcast. Um, Whoa. But that doesn't mean they don't have an open relationship. There's There was no joke there. Okay. Who am I to judge, Jeff? I mean, geez. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, you thought it was a joke, so you're judging. Um, oh, me? Listen. Listen. You're, you're lucky it's, you're lucky it's <laughs> July 1st where I am because Pride Month is over. So, you know, you're only you're only inappropriate, not completely inappropriate. No so, comments. anyway... I, I, I typed here after who's the face Reba might be injured. So yeah. Oh, so. Who's the face Reba might be injured. Sounds like a sitcom. It could be. <laughs> um, 
who was the woman who was the king of queens wife who was the scientologist who came yeah, out yeah yeah uh, yeah hey why not what's her name Christine again something that's right that's the one <laughs> yeah. anyway so we get a promo you know from a staircase it's hager and proud and powerful because i guess i have to call them that you know yep. they're talking about the pmp baby match that's coming up basically they're saying hasta la muerte y después and and their dog is going to be there so conan is going to be <laughs> in the corner just to neutralize tully who will be in the corner with ftr and and wardlow and cool. that brings us to the main event it's mjf versus sammy Guevara. uh this they gave this match almost 25 minutes well actually it turned out to be 20 minutes but there's 25 minutes left on it fell like 40 i must admit at one stage yeah, well, some of the match was very good, but I think it started off slow, but but kicked in really good. Well, the, you're not the only one that said that because I, I was in a chat room where people were saying that. And the funny thing, I wasn't even going to say it because I, I don't. It, it's like me watching a Bobby Fish Kyle O'Reilly match. No matter what they're doing, <laughs> oh, I don't care because yeah. they're both they're both tiny little guys. I'm not interested in. So you I know feel what, the same Jeff? Way. I'm glad you said that because now I can be even more honest. I actually was staring at space at one stage during this match. It lost me. I'm not going to lie. It actually lost me. Like, I don't know if it was because it was going too long or like I was just staring at it, like thinking, I know I should be into this, but why do I think this match kind of sucks in a way? Towards the end, though, it did kick in. Well, they were doing the trade speed wrestling, but as you pointed out, it wasn't that fast. And that's because MJF misjudged a... a uh... Oh my God! What, what do you call it when you when you leapfrog over somebody that's running against you? Sunset flip? No, no, no. It's just when you avoid them. Like they do, they Irish whip themselves and they run in, and you jump. I think it's oh leapfrog, leapfrog, leapfrog. Yeah, yeah, leapfrog. He misjudged one. I think there were a couple of trips in there, and everything slowed down from there. Uh, and then they were doing sort of like mat wrestling, which was you know, it was yeah. fine, but it was sort of it was like a little Thatcher Ciampa, like you know, just yep. sort of you know, or Cesaro except it wasn't Thatcher more. or Ciampa though. That's the problem. Yeah, there were a couple of clever spots where Sammy Guevara was coming out to do like a, a low drop kick outside of the ring and uh, MJF used the ring skirt to catch Guevara. And then, you know, we've seen that move before. Some of the heels uses it on Asuka a couple of times. I mean, we, we've seen it before, but it, I, I always think it's fine to be clever where they, you know, trap him in the ring. That's right, yeah. And then at some point, Sammy Guevara dived in and, and MJF countered with a Liger bomb, got a, a two count. And Sammy pretty much dominated uh, the match for the next uh, four or five minutes. At some point, MJF grabbed a chair on the uh, outside, uh, but Sammy drop kicked it. And then Sammy did basically a coast to coast. He went to the top turnbuckle and like did a straight, like a, a parallel dive, like horizontal dive over the barricade into a yeah. somersault, like a tope suicida over the barricade. It was beautifully executed. This was, was a crazy move. Yeah. Um, it could have gone wrong in so many different ways. It didn't. So, you know, so it looked great. It, <laughs> right. This was great. I mean, uh, chef kiss for that. Uh, and at <laughs> some point, somehow after that, MJF got the upper hand and did a pile driver off the top turnbuckle. That looked on brutal, Sammy Guevara. That looked great, too. And only a two count. That move should never get a two count. I agree 100%. At that point, MJF acted like he tweaked his left knee and his left knee was injured he was really selling uh, it like he was like he really did tweak it i'm sure he's probably just selling but he sold it very sure. good you reckon i'm not so sure it's not real because it didn't play into the story of the match later True. So I'm, that's I'm a good sorry. point too 
So we should monitor that because there's a lot of stories involving MJF. Now, luckily, next week, it's just a talking segment. And I'm assuming one of the stipulations is none of your guys can touch me. Um, <laughs> well, we've if, seen that or, before. Or, right. or if it was going to be Jericho, you can't touch me. It's going to be Jericho, you and none of your guys can touch me. Oh. Um, you know, so he's got a little bit of time to mend, we presume. Uh, and it could be wrong. Maybe he just was selling it for whatever reason. I mean, Daniel Bryan is famous for doing that, you know, well, selling an injury story throughout a match that had nothing to do with the finish. I, I must the admit, if you're selling it, he sold it like a friggin' champion. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm even second-guessing myself. I'm not 100% certain either. He really did look like he got hurt. He looked like he was in the middle of a war by the end of that match. He really did. You know what I'm saying? But I just want to quickly intervene and say one thing about this match, though. I feel like this type of match, never have MJF in a 30-minute sort of match again. This sort of exposes him big time, in my opinion. Um, I think that you're right. I think that the AEW fans are going to disagree with you. I mean, I was talking to someone even before this match, and I said, I said, MJF is great at everything except being in the ring and looking like a full-grown adult. Um, <laughs> it's true. So, so he's like, I couldn't disagree more, and I'm sure he's talking about the ring skills. He is serviceable in the ring. He's okay. Serviceable, right. He is not a great wrestler, you know, and for in AEW, in 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 the top tiers, he's not a particularly athletic, you know. He's I mean, definitely he's sort of, not athletic. He really isn't, man. He's not. He's I mean, sort of he's like Jericho, but Jericho's 50. Like, he's oh, like he's Jericho a, yeah. now. It's true. Right, I mean, no, no doubt about it. And the, and the thing is, you'll never see MJF even attempt a moonsault at this age, at the prime age of 25, let alone Jericho doing a moonsault at 50. Yeah, and, and I don't mean to compare him to him personality or character-wise because a lot of people do this, but stylistically, he's like ultra-safe Miz. Ooh. I don't know if that's a compliment or a backhanded compliment there. Jeff. It's not a compliment at all. I'm, I'm saying that he, <laughs> he works in ultra safe style. That's but cold. for himself, I'm, I'm not sure. I have no idea whether or not he's protecting the opponent or not. I mean, who, and, and I'm not sure if it's possible with some of the, the antics that go right. on there. Anyway, at some point, Sammy Guevara does a go to sleep on MJF, but MJF was too close to the ropes and got his leg on there, which is, which is acceptable. At this point, Sean Spears comes out. Uh, to distract the, the ref and Jericho goes, hey, and this explains why it was a commentary all night. He goes, hey, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to make sure that he doesn't get involved. I, I knew this was going to happen. Right. But as soon as Jericho gets up to intercept, Wardlow apparently has been waiting for this the whole time. They laid this plan out. So again, MJF, the smart tactician, or Tully, the smart <laughs> tactician, but we didn't see Tully. And Wardlow yeah. clobbers Jericho. And Wardlow ambushes and pulls him up to sort of that, that I'm going to call it a sort of a, a ledge or a little mini stage. Yeah, a ledge. The, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Basically the platform between the the ring area ramp and the raised first set of stands. Right. Uh, which I think is friends and, friends and family of the wrestlers. So, you know, no one's going to interfere. Right. So Wardlow brings Jericho up there and he's yelling for the, to get the ref's attention. And the ref has his, is paying attention to him. And Wardlow throws Jericho down off the ground again, even though Jericho has a real elbow injury so that seems to be pretty reckless but he threw him down jericho is down there selling the hell out of it you know wardlow's yelling the ref is looking at him and at that point spears does a chair shot on sammy guevara mjf still injured slowly covers M um guevara but he does it's enough he gets the three count so mjf wins um and the heels stand strong they basically pick up uh, mjf he's still you know woozy and his knee still hurts but they <laughs> But his hand is raised. They're smiling. They're proud of themselves. 
at this point I realize that there's five minutes left and I'm like, yeah, well, strange. I mean, what more, <clears throat> you know, what more can they do? They can't possibly have another run in. Can they, is, are there, is there going to be a new face? Is there, is, is it, <laughs> they sound like Velveteen dream or someone who's going to be a face. I mean, what, 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 the, what, the, what, what bad idea could they possibly have? What here? bad idea? <laughs> you know, or did they just, or they just mistime it? Did they just mistime think- it and they have too much time? So, then I see like a video montage and I see Cody speaking into a microphone, like, you know, like he's, you're seeing them from the back, like talking like to a, like a, on a stage. Like I was empty, pumped when I saw that, stage. Jeff. I was like, yeah, Cody. So my immediate reaction was, <laughs> of course, they're going to give him a birthday celebration. Happy birthday, you know? Cody. <laughs> but they didn't. It was <laughs> it's a miracle. A goodbye montage to Daly's place, which they're leaving for all of a month, which would be something if they were there by choice not because of covid and it was free rent if the building was closing like if it was the last time they would be there like like Madison square <laughs> garden or family park was closing no it's still going to be there and they're going to be there in in, in five weeks uh, stop so it a- jeff stop you don't know nothing okay well i, I, I don't it I was don't. emotional daddy's place it, it, it's the best okay well, mirth is an emotion, and that's the emotion it, it, it evoked for me. So you're correct. It was emotional. I was mirthful. I was chuckling a little bit. Um, but I may not know Stop anything, it. but you know who doesn't know anything? Jim Whoa. Ross, who not to be undone after last, last week saying that's going to get you, that's going to take some testicles and other fine comments. <laughs> and and Cowboy Shaznet. Yeah, well, Cowboy Shaznet was funny, but but. That takes some testicles was, you know, that was funny too. He, he forgot intestinal fortitude. And so he's definitely uh, forgotten that. It wasn't that one of his favorite uh, terms as well. <laughs> yes. Well, he got it from mankind, but yes, it certainly was. And, and rightfully so, but that was just weird. But this week he says, I tell you folks, you're never going <laughs> to see action. You're never going to have an experience like being live at WWE dynamite. I was uh, pumped after hearing that. <laughs> So listen, folks, I may not know anything, but I'm paid exactly zero to know things. I'm paid just as much to know nothing. Zero. So (laughs) (laughs) JR should be absolutely praised. I I don't give a shit because after such an emotional goodbye to Daly's place, we get WWE Dynamite. That's all we got. Uh, Yeah, this this was... This was something. I mean, it was funny as hell. I mean, it was funny, dude. How long can they keep putting this guy out there? I mean, yeah, I cringed. I really cringed because now, if I was TK, I'll be pissed at this point. First, we had Kenny Omega, the WWE champion, and now we've got Dynamite, WWE Dynamite. (laughs) Well, okay, yeah, that's right. You're exactly right. So, this is. (laughs) Listen, I know he did it for 20 years, but it's been several years, and he's paid to remember one company's name one night a week. Oh, man. He really should be reserved to backstage and and mostly pre-recorded, like deep dive segments. Pre-recorded, definitely. Anything pre-recorded. It's sad because, don't get me wrong, he still pops me. I, 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 look, man, I just love how he totally ruined that, that package at the end. I, I, truly believe it took all the shine off that package man any everyone's now gonna think wwe dynamite that thing was trending as it should as it I should mean, right, right now i mean screw wednesday night ratings 
everybody at WWE, WWE right now is hysterical. Right there, they're like, they, they thought they won their little war. We just moved knights. Who cares? Um, <laughs> oh, shit, man. First, we had Triple H, circa 0506. Now we got WWE Dynamite, WWE Champion Kenny Omega. Yeah. Hey, and man, WWE have won. They've won the but war just we, by doing that. You should that. blame the elite for this because they're they're tricking him into thinking that they are DX and evolution. Yep. I mean, Suck it. poor old man's gonna he's gonna get state dependency theory. It's not really his fault. All I need now is for is for JR to call Kenny Omega Triple H the game. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be. The, I'm telling you, that's the that's the cherry on top. I'm telling you now. It's all about the game, Jeff, and how you play it. And how you play it. <laughs> Absolutely. That was a great oh, song. Man. It um, was. Yeah. So in honor of the Bucks, have you decided on a hairband and a song that we're going to sing to take the crowd out for our five Poison was concert? pretty good. Poison was very good. I must say, I've got to admit, that was really good. But if anything, maybe, how about the Motley Crew? Well, you're the DJ. Fire something up. I'll go Motley Crew. Fire, fire something up but you know make it something that that i would know you don't know molly crew yeah i, I, I probably know every molly crew song actually so come on yeah all right uh okay but no they're they're not good enough to be molly crew molly crew is an a level i know, I know. i'm like giving them C way level. too much yeah, okay you see they like poison or or like the dirty blondes or dead, nah, look poison is perfect dude yeah, it's gotta be poison how about yeah, poison, poison really is perfect only because of nick Rowe. jackson you know what i mean as well like it just suits the poison factor right there you know what so, i'm saying so, so we could do so so fire up some youth gone wild <laughs> all right you know what i will gone wild. i'll do it I, you know sometimes i do do songs if it's relevant to what we you were know, talking about you know, i'm gonna do, do it karaoke over it it's not a copyright strike karaoke is absolutely protected well, lucky for me, I'm a DJ and a producer. If and I'll give you a little secret, Jeff. If you change the key to the song, bye bye copyright. <laughs> well, there's another secret that most people don't know is that all of the major podcast carriers pay the annual license. Is that how we get away with it sometimes? Yes. So <laughs> Look, that, to be that's honest, why you can play. That's why you can play songs, but you. you that's why YouTube is the victim of the copyright strikes. Right. Uh, but streams typically are are not well to be fair i do use original music usually in my stuff well in the skirmish i'll do except for the dynamite thing you, you mean the 17 minutes of music before before <laughs> we get introduced i do that look i always put the two most important highlights at the start so it's all up to them you know what i'm saying if you're gonna, if you're gonna do 17 minutes i have one i have one request just make it either inagata davida or <laughs> or sugar hill gang rappers delight that's a good choice. That's a very good choice. But of course, what, they're good choices. But 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 what's relevant yeah. to uh, that? To the yeah. yeah. But what what's relevant to the show? It's got to be kind of relevant. For example, I might put a poison song because of the bucks, right? right. But youth gone wild. The young bucks. Youth young. gone wild. Well, they have. It's definitely the youth have gone wild with the young bucks. So, do do I lean to that? I think that makes more sense. Listen, you you know where I'm leaning, but you're the DJ. You are the PWC. You're the father of the skirmish, and you're the um, doctor, though, of 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 not only the PWC, listen, but also of the Hammerlock Hangover and Garden of Doom. The Garden with, of Doom, with not the Dungeon of Doom. The Garden of Doom. Right, but the Dungeon of Doom. You're welcome in anytime. With, <laughs> with 
with recurring co-host and special guest, PhD candidate, PJ yeah. Black. Yeah, take that, Mox. There's a wrestling crossover for you. <laughs> oh, and we and we used his song because we got permission from both PJ and rock and roll wrestling entrance music composer John Kiernan. Take that, Mox. Boom. And another wrestling <laughs> tie in there. You know who Kiernan collaborates with a lot? Michael Tarver, who is also Justin Former Gabriel, NXT. Right? I mean, yeah. uh, Nexus, Nexus member. He goes, he goes by Monster Tarver now. Monster Tarver? I'm not going to ask you why they call him Monster Tarver, but that must oh, be another profession of his. No, he's a big guy. No, he's 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 a he's a Christian rapper. So get those dirty thoughts. Really? Out of is that what yeah. he's doing now? That's right. See, you're poison. Talk dirty to me. You're you're all you're in the gutter. I'm sorry, Lord Jesus. Um, and sorry, Mister Tava. I didn't know that, and I'm sorry for even mentioning that. Excuse right. moi That's why I'm a doctor. I'm here to correct you. I'm here yep. to cure and you. That's why. And <laughs> and that's why I'm a job kick and a dropout now. <laughs> job or getting job drop kicked. All right, well, fire I'm up the music. I'm Yeah, fire up the music. Let, let's sing us out. Let's do a proper send-off to Daily's Place. Yeah, but you do realize that uh, it's going to be post-production that I'll do that, right? <laughs> Clearly, I don't. <laughs> well, that's why I'm thinking, if you're expecting me to play a song right now, sorry to break it to you, Jeff. Damn, 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 damn. It's going to be, give me about, see, we've gone for about an hour and a half. Give me about an hour and a half because I usually remaster it. I've got a special way. That's how I get us to sound great, Jeff, and everybody that I produce. Oh, okay. Well, let, let's we can talk about some of that stuff. So uh, I'm I'm very interested in hearing about that. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about what happens? What we mastering? The the mastering? Yeah, how you take your time to get that off and stuff like that. Okay, I'll tell you why it takes time. See, some people give me a lot of heat for doing it this way. But what I what I actually Oops. do... What was that? Oh, no. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> if only... The... Is that who I think it is? <laughs> oh, I'm... Oh man, if only people could see what was going on right <laughs> Man, unfortunately I can't <laughs> I can't never really cared. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna make Jeff a happy man right now and because he's pretty excited as you can hear in the background, I'm gonna send this show off the right way. So Jeff you know what? Forget me doing anything post-production right now. We are the youth. But if you bear with me, if you continue... You walk in smiles. <laughs> Fine, you are no fun. Dude, first of all, I can't hear the song properly, but I'm going to do you a favor. I told you that. You don't need to do it properly. It's, it's, it's an improper song. <laughs> no, but you know what? Since you're very good at performing this, you're going to have to perform it for not only our listeners, but for me now, Jeff. Well, if you're gonna do it, you need to get me the lyrics because I only wrote it. It doesn't matter as long as you you do what the mumble rappers do out there and just just mumble your way through. It's all good. I don't know what the <laughs> just blah 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 blah. blah. Just <laughs> something like that. You know what I mean? What was the song? What was the song again? Because I couldn't hear it properly. You've gone wild. You've gone wild. That I can't hear the song. I can only hear you, dude. You've gone wild. Do you well, hear that, ladies and gents? 
Just remember, do not shoot me. This is all Mr. Jeffrey Lippman. Remember that, Jeff Lippman. <laughs> not me. Sebastian Bach. Sebastian Bach, yeah. Real Bach. <laughs> Just quietly, I can't see you right now. No, I'm not saying that because of John Chenner. I literally cannot see you right now because I'm in the process of getting Evil Dose's favorite track as well. Yeah, so. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. But Jeff, before we get into the fun stuff, what do you think of the show overall? Our show? We not our that. show. Not our show. <laughs> I'm oh, talking about yeah. WWE. I mean, AEW Dynamite. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was okay. I mean, listen, the, the women's match was abysmal. Uh, Definitely. Everything with Hardy Family Office was abysmal. Um... The promo game was fire tonight. Yeah, it uh, actually was. Good point. I don't really get the Hangman Page thing. I thought he was over his, you know, reluctance. I mean, he's been, he's been, he's been fighting top contenders, presumably to get a title match. So I don't know why he's reluctant about it all of a sudden. So I, I don't get that. But but it's okay. I mean, it's it's. Listen, I've seen worse. <laughs> um, well, yeah, true. You heard all the criticisms. I mean, everyone heard it, but I, I you know. But for a two-hour show, I thought it went by pretty quickly, and it, and it was mostly enjoyable. And, you know, listen, they're building two future shows. They're promoting next week. They're promoting two weeks from now. And they do a pretty good job of that. Um, so, you know, good on that. Not impressed with, with the direction of Unbodies. Oh, I'm actually extremely disappointed with that. I feel like they've gone backwards, like I was saying earlier. It's stupid. You know what I mean? But... I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll give him a couple more weeks. If the, if he all he does, because all he's been doing is repeating himself these last couple of weeks, and he's been hanging around with some ugly women. I'm not gonna lie. I thought he would have better than that. It's if he's a so-called idol. What is he an idol of? Is he the new fat cheek thriller? That's a really good question. I I, I mean. I really hope that they don't try to put him in the feud with, you know, the top Latin face, whoever that is. I mean, you know, I guess it could be Phoenix when he comes back, or Penta, or I guess even, you know, Sammy Guevara, though. Maybe he'll be done with the, the uh, pinnacle right oh. You know what? I don't think they even know what to do with him. I, I truly believe that. I don't think oh, really? they know yet what to do. And if he's I, in a bit the... of a weird spot, to be honest, too. And by the time they're done with the whatever they're doing with him now with the with the Seidel, I mean, if he goes through Matt Seidel, obviously he's going to have to deal with Mike Seidel afterwards. Oh. I mean, that, that 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 sort of you know, maybe that'll be on darker elevation. But by the time we get to that, it'll be another 30, 30 days will pass. They'll have signed at least one person or two from NXT who will need some crap time. Then twenty days later, which will go like that, there'll probably be two or three WWE people that they sign. And you know that I hope it's Braun Strowman just for the ridiculousness. Of yeah, you know what? I, I, I part of deep down, really, I don't want him anywhere near AEW. But like you just said, a part of me does, so I can just laugh at it. Maybe because a and you'd what be if like, them and two times. Well, who you gonna say? But what, what if he, <laughs> what if him and Alistair Black come in the same time, and they ditch Jake Roberts, and <laughs> Alistair Black has Archer and Braun Strowman as his henchmen? Interesting concept, actually, Jeff, because I just pictured that in my head. It might work. 
actually. They all have the same sort of hairdo. That's what I'm saying. It, it actually might work. But what do you call it? The end boys. Oh, that's what I'm going to call I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you could call it the end, but there's already a tag team called the end. Call here. But how about the right. end of days? End of days. Where does that sound familiar? Yeah, there's a movie called that, isn't there? Right. I'm just saying, that sounds mighty familiar. End what game? about Endgame? Endgame. End game. It could be a Hollywood hit. Or they, how about this? The final bosses. The final bosses. That works too. I mean, or how about... How about we just call them the, the twin... Te the triplets. Yeah, they could call them. They could call them. There's only two towers there, but I mean, listen. Dude. It doesn't need to be Alistair Black to reference something with black in. So he can be Arthur Blue. They, I mean, they, 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 Black bloods. I mean, you can be fake blue bloods, and they can come out dressed as like regals. They could be the Baphomets. I don't know. The Baphomets. You know what? They kind of do, do look a bit devilish. I mean, why not call it um, Alarma Six Six Six? Yeah. Why not Six Six Six? Or they could just be called the the, the number of the beast. Six. What about minus six? And it can be Dark Order. And and Alistair Black can be uh, Dark Black. Ultra Black? Ultra? <laughs> That's when he powers up, all right? Cobra Commander Black and, and Archer oh, could be uh, Star Screech Black and, and Braun could be Roadblock Black. <laughs> Instead of rabbits, we got amphibians. Yeah, I think I'm mixing up my, my G.I. Joes with my Decepticons there. No, no, really. You know how, how Braun used to be the black sheep, I think he was, right? Oh, that's how you could get Luchasaurus into another gimmick. You could yes. turn heel and he could, could be like the Dinosaur Decepticon. Yes, except in this case, <laughs> the Dinosaur Decepticon. What the fuck? It took me Dino a while bots. to... Don, Dinobots. I like that a lot, actually. Or you really threw me off with that one. I'm not going to lie. That... that Whatever I was going to say went straight out the dinosaur window, I'm telling you now. You know what I would like them to do? I would like them to just make fun of AW because they've got AW Dark, AW Dark Elevation. They should just call themselves AW Darker or, <laughs> or, or Dark Black, and that's what they should call themselves. Dark Black. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or, you know, or they can call themselves Blackout. Blackout? Why not? I mean, that's it. Once they come in, it's a total blackout. They just absolutely annihilate it. anymore. <laughs> and since they're all over six feet except for Mr. Arthur Blue or Arthur Black, I mean, <laughs> I love it. He's if it was Archie Black. He's probably about six one. You reckon? I think he's, he's about six one. one. He's tall. He's, he's lanky, but uh, I mean, the other guys are six, you know, seven and six eight. But... Yeah, of course. They're, they're, they're practically giants compared to us. You know what I mean? I mean, geez, I'm 5'11. I'm you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you, you, you grew an inch since last time. I'm 5'10. Well, I'm, 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 I'm roughly between, with our shoes, I'm 5'10", with shoes, I'm 5'11". But since we talk professional wrestling, I'm 6 foot. That's what I'm built as. Wrestling boots are 6 foot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From parts but, unknown. From parts unknown, I mean, fuck it. I, from parts unknown, wherever that is, it doesn't matter because you don't need to know. It's a need to know. That's right.
But in saying that, Jeff, I think we've covered everything, I believe. <laughs> you know and, what I mean? And more. And, and more. more. So we, this was a great show. More. It was a great show. I'm not going to lie. I thoroughly enjoyed myself and I had an absolute laugh. I'm, I'm telling you now, but before we do, you know, call it, call it the end, there's one more laugh to, to come, but I'll save that for last. But in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Dr. Jeff Littman, a.k.a. The foreign object, but in this case, the most evilest of the dose. But not really. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a bit of a shapeshifter, evil dose. Sometimes he can sort of, you know, get into Jeff Lippmann's body and possess him, but he doesn't realize that, so don't tell Jeff, all right? Oops. Did you hear me, Jeff? It's all about the Merkaba. It's all about the Merkaba. It's all about the Merkaba, and whatever that is, I'll, I agree. But insane. Merkaba is a dual tetrahedron that spins uh, counterclockwise like you Australians and you right. can travel through space and time. It's like an energy field. Sounds like a dildo flying in, in space. Basically, picture a three-dimensional star baby. A three dildo dimensional? Oh, no, okay. No dildo. That's, There's no, no dildo. dildo. Oh, what is no, wrong no with dildo. dildo? Get the uh, dildo I don't know. out of your ear. <laughs> Go the other ear. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me. No. Well, anyway, this has been a this has been a, a, a great one, man. But I'm Jimmy T, and he's Jeffrey Lipman, Like I said before, and you've been listening to the PWC WWE Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the Rational Rage Network. Peace.